Welcome to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. If you have any questions about mortgages or real estate, give us a call at 521-TALK. That's 521-8255 or text 580-580. With Frank Napolitano and Paul Rushforth, here is Steve Gregory. It's a special bonus day. Dora's here today for Paul. Hello, everybody. Hello, Dora. Hello, Frank. Good morning. Uh, Dora celebrating her birthday this week. Yes, old news, old news. Oh, no, 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 no. At least the news is old, not you. Did you do anything special? Uh, no, I'm afraid I did not. No? I, I was actually feeling a little bit cruddy under the weather. I think I had a bad flu and I did not do anything special. Oh, your but boss it was just is something a special. special day. Your boss is something special, mm. eh? Like, oh, the Queensway's closed. I'll see if Dora can do the show. I, I'm <laughs> yeah. not going to fight. Happy birthday, Dora. Have a nice <laughs> drive. <laughs> Are we showing homes on Bronson today? That's right. Bronson, <laughs> Parkway, everywhere. Yeah. It's a mess. It's a mess. Holy oh, come cow. On. I'm so disappointed in the planning committee and. How they make decisions on let's close it last week in a blues fast Jeez. hope volleyball, hope volleyball. But that's and a red black game. Do we have a choice in that? I like to think the city can say to the province, "Hey, can we do it next weekend when yeah. there's less events yeah. rather than all these events that are so happening many this weekend?" Events. Yeah. So. Well, next weekend they're making the Queensway a bike lane. They're <laughs> <laughs> uh, shutting down the Queensway. Yeah. It'll be one, three big b- bike lanes, yeah. east and west, oh, but no. only to Canada, so the, don't worry about it. That's no. right. And that's the good news, actually, this week. What's that? That was the good news oh. because prime rate went up. That's the bad news for our show this oh, week. Yeah. So. Uh, is this it now? Uh, I mean, there's people that are questioning whether it should have even happened to begin with. There's lots well, of questions out there. I think there's lots of... Um, um, disappointment in the fact that they made some statements two, three years ago that set Canadians up to fail, and they didn't back. They haven't been able to back it up. As I recall, they said rates wouldn't go up until twenty twenty four. Correct, and they would stay lo- low for a very, very long time. Yes. In other words, his words were, "Go ahead and spend, Canadians. That's go right. for it. Like, That's go right. spend money." Go buy houses, mm-hmm. go buy cars, go buy boats, go do it all. Interest rates are going to stay low for a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then this happens. And, you know, I, I think he realizes, but he if, if he had started raising prime six months before he did, this probably would not would never have happened. And that's the critical mistake that I think he made. So, And, and now we're in it. Our numbers aren't as bad as they make it out to be. I think there's still some excessive spending, but – so who's spending the money? And the question is, so who's spending this money? Is it the richer people that are spending the money or is it your your middle class family? Well, and I can't imagine people are money. borrowing so. to spend money. They're borrowing to cover costs right now. But people but, got in habits, right? When the interest rates were absolutely. low, you get in these yep. habits yep. and they're hard habits to break, especially when it comes habits. to spending money. And I think that's what's happening today is the fact that these, you know, People got used to going out, supporting local businesses, which they should have during the pandemic, going out two, three times a week. But going out was affordable then. It's It seems unaffordable for many people today. Well, it was affordable well, then because there was nothing else to do. Correct. Yeah, there people was, had right. some, some money. Yeah. I mean, as I think as Canadians, we saved more than any other first world nation during the pandemic. So there was a lot of extra money. So when things opened up, everyone was out, was you know supporting local, traveling, doing all sorts of things. And I think right now those, like you said, those habits are are continuing. So we're still seeing the spending. But I think 
there's going to be a very harsh reality for a lot of people. And, you know, even just interest rates and mortgage payments. And uh, we were talking about this before the show, but uh, the, the, the fixed rate payments for variable mortgages, I think that's what's saving a lot of people right now. Because if they weren't, they didn't have that. I think their payments would be exorbitant. And well, I'm, they're going to be. I'm afraid. I'm afraid to see what's going to happen in the next few months. I think. Uh, I think there's going to be some some people in in big trouble. I hate to think it, but again, I mean, I it, whether it's coincidence or purposely happens. I mean, most people that took these low interest rate, the fixed, the fixed terms, happened in 2020 and 2021. And right. coincidence as it may be, Canadians take five year mortgages in 2025. It's an election year. So, yeah. again, I mean, I expect interest rates to be back down to normal. And what's normal these days? Listen, it's not the one and a half and 2% that we saw during COVID, but between three and four for a five year fixed is a normal interest rate. That being said, even between three and 4% for anyone that bought a house during the peak after COVID that they paid top dollar for it because the prices went up so, so tremendously, they're going to feel the pinch too because. They might be going from 1.89 to 3.45, yeah. mm-hmm. and that's a significant difference in a payment when everything else is appreciated the way it is in cost. That's where the struggle is going to happen. Well, they say so a third of mortgages have renewed already, so we got about two thirds to go over the next couple of years. Yeah, right? because people are yeah. feeling it this year. Like anybody that talks to me and say my mortgage is coming up this year, I the first thing I say is bad luck. Yeah, bad expect luck. to pay what six to a thousand dollars more. Probably. Well, it depends on the amount of your mortgage, but again, I mean, I mean, you're going from more, most mortgages that were taken out five years ago on a five-year fixed are in the threes, anywhere between the low threes to the mid threes, and now you're going to be in the mid fives. So significant enough that it really impacts people, and and they're having to change their amortization as a result. That's right. You know, they had a 15-year plan to pay off their mortgages in 15 years. Now they're having to go to 20 years to try and maintain the payments that they're accustomed to today. Is there still any advantage to go bi-weekly? Always an advantage. Mm-hmm. But the advantage, I think most people should plan their mortgage payments based on how they get paid. So if you get paid bi-weekly, have a bi-weekly payment so that what you do then is you, you can target that certain amount of the, of your paycheck that goes towards your mortgage payment and then you know you got the rest to work with. So most people will do that. Now what happens with the bi-weekly, most of them are accelerated. And again, the key is accelerated bi-weekly. Which means if your payment was $2,000, your biweekly payment, accelerated biweekly payment would be $1,000, but you make 26 of them a year. Therefore, you've got an extra $2,000 that goes towards your mortgage every year principal, right. and, it, and it knocks off some years. Do you, do you see credit card debt increasing? So yeah. much. So much. I think that's the challenge. Both Equifax yeah. and TransUnion yeah. have reported the credit card debt is through the roof. Yeah. Uh, you know, when, uh, when the prime rate uh, increase happened this week... I know that I that I did a number of interviews, but I also saw that some of the um, trustees did some interviews as well, and they are swamped right now. They yeah. they've got people go- knocking on their door every day saying we're in trouble. How yeah. do we? How can we manage our debt? So yeah. uh, their business has gone up tremendously. So again, that's a problem because any time that there's that type of activity that's happening, it means that there's a lot of Canadians in trouble, and mm-hmm. eventually it hits the economy. Yeah. It just hasn't yet. Yeah. Are you sure. beginning to see people having to sell yet, Dora? Uh, not quite yet, but I, I, I think that if there is another interest rate hike, if things continue the way they are, it's it's inevitable. Like, but I mean, just what uh, Frank was saying, if people are renewing and their payments are changing between six hundred and a thousand a month, like 
Not many people I know have an extra six hundred to a thousand dollars a month. No, and even though they may have qualified for that mortgage, it's different when you get used to paying a certain amount, and then all of a sudden it's got to go up. It's got to like your your budget has to come from somewhere. So is it coming from savings? Is it coming from going out? Is it coming from all sorts of things? Um, Not not quite yet, but I I think it's coming. We are seeing a lot of people who are simply not getting into the housing market, which is unfortunate because. As you know, we started 2023, we had a pretty slow fall of 2022, and then we sort of had this like renewed optimism when the rate stayed flat, everything was great, you know, people... A little blip, a little little blip of happiness. A little blip of happiness. We saw, you know, the prices going up because there was increased demand, the inventory was low, and uh, and now it's, 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 it's pretty quiet. It's pretty quiet. I think, uh, you know, a lot of consumers are afraid to get in because they're not sure what is happening. Um, and then in in addition to that, the, the inventory is climbing, but uh, sort of, you know, there is a bubble of, there are, I guess, a bubble of people who are pre-qualified. And those people, there's a, a, a fire under their their. But their butt. <laughs> <laughs> there is a fire under their butt to get purchased and to get moved in to stay with the rate that they have. So what groups are you seeing buying and selling now? Are you seeing people moving up and moving down? Are you seeing oh, moving down? I think uh, I think during the pandemic we saw a lot of our older generation not moving out of their homes and I think that was the biggest challenge with the inventory with the larger homes is um we have an aging population those people tended to stay in their homes long Longer. And so the larger homes weren't coming up for sale. And, and so the ones that did, there was a lot of competition for. And I think it's now been three, three and a half years. So unfortunately, some of the people that likely should have moved three, three and a half years ago are now moving. So a lot of older generation, I think, are moving um, and uh, moving equity to equity because that's different. We're seeing a lot of first-time buyers completely priced out of the market. I don't know what you're seeing. Well, right? Korea just adjusted their forecast, right? I mean, yeah, not uh, good. No, not good. They, you know, they saw, they thought that the January rate increase was the last one and they made their projections based on that. And now that there's been two more rate hikes uh, to the tune of another half percent, they see that uh, they downgraded Canadians are probably, yeah, they, they downgraded quite a bit, which kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. They've been wrong before, but certainly makes sense that with the interest rates at, at 22 year highs, I mean, this is 22 years ago that we had interest rates the way we have right now. So, yeah, and um, what were homes priced at 22 years ago? Well, a heck that, of a lot that's of the difference. Well, that's, and what was utilities back yeah. then? What were property taxes back then? Gas, I mean, this is the difference. Yeah, so it, absolutely. It, it's all encompassed. So yeah. it's, uh, and again, and now we're we're reading where, where, you know, the government is saying it's municipalities that are the root of why houses aren't being built because they're too slow. It's a blame to make, uh, like, mm-hmm. like everybody points fingers at everybody else and nobody does anything about it. And that's, you know... Uh, I get a lot of people asking me on the real estate side, do you think that house values are going to come down? I say, well, common sense would dictate that they should based on the interest rates being where they are. Mm-hmm. But then the other part the of me says, but wait a second, we don't have enough supply. We have a million Canadians that have come to our yes. country, 500,000 in Ontario. I don't think there's been that many homes built since these people yeah. moved here. So now we got a supply issue, which means they'll keep the prices up. Yeah. But again, the demand is still there. It's just that everybody's sitting on the sidelines mm-hmm. waiting until interest rates come down. Right. But we have more listings now, and I'm going to ask you what's going to happen with that when we come back. 521 Talk, 521-8255. We'll be right back.
We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Welcome back. All right, we got a we got a whack of listings for the first time in years. We're over the four thousand mark. That's right. For the first time in a long time, we uh, so looking at area six hundred one to ninety four hundred four. Uh, which is which what we typically, which means, <laughs> well, for all the realtors and everybody listening out there, um, but uh, sort of core Ottawa, we're at 4,245 listings this morning. Wow. So of the those, there are 2,949 residential and 667 condo. Now, you know, years ago, we were talking about a time when we had 2,300 condos on the market. So 667 seems like a lot. Well, it's a lot compared to compared, a year it's, ago. It's a, it's a lot compared to a year ago. So our inventory is up. Um, not a lot of sales this week. We, of the, you know, 4,200 listings, we had 355 sales in, in the city of Ottawa, which, you know, translates to 283 residential, 72 condominium. Um, honestly... Anytime there's a rate increase hike, anytime there's talk of a rate increase hike, there is, you know, a halt a in pause, yeah. a pause in, in the market. And, we're and it's mid-July. It is mid-July, mid-staycation July. Yeah. I mean, we were, you know, a lot of Canadians this year not going away for holidays, staying home. So sort of seasonality um, and interest rate at the same time, sort of this perfect storm where we are having a lot of inventory. Now, having said that, the homes that present well, the homes that have had the updates done, the homes that, uh, you know, have the appropriate marketing, they're still selling. They are selling and there's a lot of interest on them. The homes that are having a bit of a harder time, I think, are the homes that need a lot of work because, you know, it's hard to have the spare money to do the renovations and finding trays, finding materials, though, a lot easier now. It's still something that uh, a lot of people are not prepared to take on. I guess there's a little bit of good news for buyers because now they've they're back to selection, yes, and you don't have to jump on it in seven hours and make a deal. Yes, yes, and no, right? So the there are some homes that are selling very, very quickly in multiple offers still, um, because the inventory, though it has increased, it's still quite low. So there are pockets of the city. It's very specific, and you you really need to work with someone who has a broad base of knowledge and well-rounded knowledge because different parts of the city are going to behave differently. And recent knowledge. Yeah. Because it changes really fast. Honestly, week to week, it's different, even from the beginning of the week to the end of the week. And knowing what the trends are, what the trends have been over the years, how the trends change with the seasons – Really, really important when it comes to marketing and and selling a home. So for the next month and a half, two months, should sellers lower their expectations? I think lower your expectations, not necessarily. I mean, adjust in price. So you need to to find out exactly what homes are selling for, not what they're listed for in your area, but what they're selling for in your area. But adjust expectations on time on market. So, you know, we, we were saying days on market 23, so still really, really strong. But I think we're going to see a, an increase in that. Um, so just adjust expectations and, and be prepared for a bit of a longer slug. How much of a wait do you think people are going to think about now that the next possible increases in September? Do you think the market will stay stiff until September before people make that jump, Frank? I think we'll have a better idea in two or three weeks from now. We've got a CPI coming out this coming week, so we'll know what the inflation number is. It's expected to be very close to the 3% mark, maybe a touch under 3 or a touch over 3. You know, we were at 3.4, so we're seeing that come down slightly. 
the job report will be critical, obviously, when it comes out in the middle of August. So, uh, again, I mean, there's <clears throat> everything is based on what happens. Now, U.S. feds uh, make their announcement a week and a half from now. They've already priced in a quarter percent increase. So as long as that increase is only a quarter of a percent, we'll be okay. But even in the U.S., they're talking about that being the last one for them as well. Because Where are they at now? Oh, I don't know the exact number. They're above but us, they're, though. Yeah, they're above us. So, mm-hmm. again, I mean, in the U.S. right now, if you're taking out a 30-year mortgage, you're in the mid-sevens to mid-eights. So, um, you know. They so could write off the interest, though. They could. <laughs> got to pay for it, though. Still got to pay for it. <laughs> That's a joke. And the other difference there is that a lot of mortgages are not portable. So, yeah. Uh, People aren't moving in the States, so mm-hmm. there you're seeing way less activity because the people that have gotten their mortgages in the twos and the three percent yeah. during have no interest in in getting rid of that mortgage That's because right. they know it's going to cost them so much more to move. Mm-hmm. Big difference there. So what do you think is going to happen in September, dare I ask? I think I think, think we're good? this was the last one. I personally think this was the last one. I think he's taken a lot of heat. I think the 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 again the both the Bank of Canada governor and um, uh, obviously Trudeau and, and Krista Freeland, who again is, you know, she keeps putting her foot in her mouth and, and it's disappointing. <laughs> it It is. As a finance minister, as a country, you want the finance minister to lead by example. And, you know, here she is. She tells people to get rid of Apple. I mean, that's not the answer. You know, that $12.95 is not where people are hurting uh, a month. And then she goes to one of the most expensive grocery stores and starts bragging about the grocery rebate. But here she is shopping at one of the most expensive grocery stores. So, um, you know, it's disappointing as a Canadian to see our government officials. They're supposed to lead by example, and that's they're not exactly doing that the way we we expect them to. Why is 2% the magic number? Why not 3%? Great question. Great Mm -hmm. question. I read an article this week where somebody, I think it was the German prime minister at the time, just spit it out and said inflation should be at 2%. And for some reason, the whole world has adapted this 2%. Right, Why not 3%? We're at 3.4, are we not right now? Yeah. Which is yeah. what, they, what they were Three. trying to get to. Yeah. We what? were at 8, right? Yeah. We were at 8.1 yes. last June. Yeah. So so why isn't 3 the magic number? Why does it always have to remain at 2? Why why can't it be adjusted based on yeah. circumstances? Why not 2.5? Like what we're like, going through right It's now, like you take so. a dartboard and you go, okay, we're going to get this to 2 yeah. no matter what. Yeah. Why? Well, I don't know. There's no <laughs> rhyme or reason, so there's no common sense answer to that, unfortunately. Nobody can give us one anyway. Well, hey, we got David online just before we go to a break. David, who is uh, works with you, Frank? He does. He does. He uh, runs our office in Cornwall. David Andre, who ran a amazing golf tournament a week ago Friday. Morning, David. Hi, David. We, I tried to get him on Morning. last week, but he was, you know, uh, for many of us that have ever organized an event like that, it's a lot of work, Oof. even though Amanda did 90% of it. But anyway, <laughs> but David was really tired on Saturday, and he goes, can we wait till next Saturday? So here he is. Here he is. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> Where'd you have your golf tournament, David? Uh, Upper Canada Golf Course. Oh, nice. Right uh, between Mooresburg and Ingleside. Beautiful, beautiful country. And two great causes, right, you raise money for? Absolutely. We raise money for Baldwin House, which is our local women's shelter in Cornwall, and another organization called Healthy Eating for Better Learning. Um, their program is they're, they're basically putting food in the schools for underprivileged children that are, are going to school hungry. And how Great well did we do in the tournament? We raised just over 16000 Wow. Oh, that's fantastic. How much of that did Frank pay? Ten? <laughs> <laughs> Frank so can't say no to an auction. <laughs> <laughs> now, you let yes. Frank actually golf? I did. I, I did. We, and uh, we golfed together, and uh, we had a great time. 
uh, we were we were paired up with our title sponsor, MCAN Home, and another great mortgage broker, and uh, we we had a blast the whole day. And now, Frank keeps telling me he's hitting them three twenty. Is that yeah. true? <laughs> After the second shot, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. <laughs> I, I, I think it was it was three eighteen, but we'll get. <laughs> and of course, we had David's son with mm. us the whole day, and David like me, does not like a certain hockey team that's blue and white. So <laughs> yet one of our friends that was on the team is a big blue and white. So, uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun. There is this your first tournament? Is this the first one no, you've second. done, David? Second. This is our second. So last last year um, we had the same tournament, and this year we've we've had more participants. we got more golfers, and, we, like, we raised about 3,000 more this year. Wow. So every year we're growing, and we want to do bigger and better next year. That's fantastic. Congratulations. Yeah, congrats, Thank David. You. Thank you. Nicely Thank done. Thank you very much. Go back to bed now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, David. Bye-bye. 521-TALK, 521-8255. We will be right back. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Welcome back. All right. <laughs> so if they're saying now that uh, we're not going to get to our 2% until mid-2025, yeah, does that mean that rates will not come down until mid-2025, until they get to that 2%? Common sense would dictate that, but I think that's out the window too. I think they have to gauge it based on what's happening with not only the inflation, the inflation is just a part of it, but the job and the economy, how the economy is doing mm-hmm. overall. So, you know, if we do, and we've been hearing the recession talk for the last six to eight months. And, and now yet, I'm hearing it's not going to happen. We're not into it. And again, I'm, you've got different opinions and it's okay to have different opinions, You've got some economists that think we are going into a big recession next year, starting in January. They think January is the the date when, well, they actually think December. They think the spending in December will be down tremendously, and that's going to give the so. feel of a recession for Christmas. And then in January, February, you're going to see places closing down like like we haven't seen in a long time. You're going to see uh, bankruptcies hit record numbers. That's what they're predicting. And then you've got other ones that say it's going to be a soft landing. So. Yes, we're going to see some job losses. We're going to see some places close down, but it's not going to be as heavy as so. So again, you've got all these different opinions, and then you've got other people that think nothing's going to happen. So, um, are economists right? getting worse wrong? at this, or are we just getting too many well, economists just, now? It shows it's so and yeah. like it's completely unprecedented. Like everything we've gone through worldwide has been so different than that. There's no there's no like marker to sort of look at history and say, okay, yeah. what's going to happen next. Four and three quarter percent increase in prime rate in eighteen months. Unheard of. That's insane. Yeah. Unheard of. Yeah. Just un- even in the eighties, unheard of. Mm-hmm. Just so totally right now, fix is what five seven nine. Well, fix is five seven nine if you're on the um, on the conventional side, so non-insured, right. which means no CMHC. Uh, on the insured side, we're closer to five two nine, five and a quarter, five two nine. So uh, a little bit better on the variable rate. Uh, you know, you can still get as good as prime minus one percent, but today Which prime seven point two. So now you're at six point two. So it would. So what do you have to qualify at? Well, if you're getting six point two, you got to qualify at eight point two. Yeah. So that hence hence why we're seeing customers not able to get a variable rate mortgage because yeah. they don't qualify at the eight point two. Hence why we're seeing customers that 
think that interest rates are going to be lower a year from now, but the one-year rate is also six and a quarter percent, so yes. they have to qualify at eight and a quarter. Yeah. So if they don't qualify at eight and a quarter, they say, well, then I got to take the five-year, which is at five and a quarter. Therefore, I qual- if I qualify at seven and a quarter, I'm forced to take the five-year at seven and a quarter, which doesn't doesn't sit well with them, but it's what choices do they have? See, I think if you've had a mortgage for five years, you shouldn't have to requalify. I totally agree. Yeah. This is something we're pushing. The other part that's interesting too is we're what's happened now and with the rules being so rigid to qualify for a mortgage, so people that are coming in that might want to refinance, don't qualify under traditional methods, we're having to put them into alternate mortgages. So this is how crazy it is. So here's people that have made their payments for the last five years, have accrued some debt in the last five years, so now they want to refinance. So they have a choice. They can either stay with their current institution and renew and stay with a traditional lender, but then their debt is at 15, 18, 20% and they're struggling to make ends meet. Because I always say, if somebody's got 15 or 18 or $20,000 in credit card debt, that means their monthly income doesn't equal what their expenditures yeah. are every month. That's why they're That's getting right. into debt on their credit mm-hmm. cards. Yeah. So nothing is going to change until we can figure out how to put those debts together and get them back into a position where their monthly obligations are less than what their income is. Because otherwise, this is just going to continue to grow and continue to grow. So this is happening with a lot of people that are coming off of five-year mortgages, where at least the good news is that their house has gone from 400000 five right. years ago to 600000 today. Mm-hmm. So they've got some equity built in. They've got some debt. And yes, unfortunately, they may be at a 20-year amortization now. And we may have to bump them up to 25 and 30-year to qualify because the interest rates are higher. But if we can knock off all that debt that they've carried, mm-hmm. all of a sudden now they've got reasonable payments that they can at least feel comfortable for the next five years. That's right. And then five years from now, hopefully the interest rates are back to normal and then they, they can accelerate their payment again and lower their amortization mm-hmm. back to where it was. But we've taken the freedom away from people from looking elsewhere. Because yes, we have. Yes, unless you right. stay and with your, with your banks bank, love you have this. to requalify. Yeah, that's again. right. Banks love this. Yeah. Absolutely love it. Because if they start doing homework on, on the client, if, if the client goes to them to refinance and they see that they don't qualify with them, there's a good chance they don't qualify anywhere else. Yeah. And guess what the bank gets to do at this point? Yeah. They hold Not the be competitive. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. Not That's be competitive right. on the rate. That's no, right. no, we don't have to give you this. I know you can get this rate somewhere else, but unfortunately, we don't have that rate. Here's the rate you got to pay, and they're stuck right. paying that rate. Yeah. Are we seeing a, envisioning a time where the bank will have to requalify you even though you're renewing with them? I don't think so. I think that um, OSFI's going – if there's any rule changes that are coming, and we talked about it before the show, it's the static payment on variable rate mortgages. Number one, I think based on what's happened over the last 18 months, the variable rate mortgage has left a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths. And it was so so good for so long. It was so good for 30 (laughs) years, 40 years, but people don't remember the 30, 40 years. They just remember what they're going through right now. So I think what we're going to see is we're going to see – uh, people stay away from the variables. Even as prime rate comes down, they're probably less likely to take a variable rate mortgage. But what we're going to see OSFI do is I think mandate that the banks do not offer static payments on variables and expose customers to where the renewal comes up. Their payments it, go up by double. It, it's almost criminal. Like it uh, really, I don't know that it's criminal. Like, I mean, it doesn't make sense. And I'll no, tell you why it really doesn't make sense. And I'll I mean, tell you why. And I bet you a lot of people right didn't now, even realize it either. Well, but, they didn't. But and, right now it's allowing people to stay in their homes. And I think we would yes. have higher foreclosures had if those rules were not in place. So Power sales, but yeah. we're Canadian. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, we're Canadian. <laughs> we Power are, sales. Yeah, but yeah. but 
You're right, but here's what's never happened. Four and three-quarter percent increase in prime in 18 months. It's yeah. never happened. So nobody's ever prepared for this to happen. Like even the banks, when prime rate would go up, it would go up 1% in a yeah. year, not four and three-quarter percent. And never more than a quarter point. And never – well, no, there's been a half percent increase. It's yeah, very few, Very rare. Very few, yeah. not 1% and three-quarters of a percent. Never yeah. seen that. 521 Talk, 521 Let's go to the phone. Say hello to Ron in Ottawa South. Hello, Ron. Yes, uh, I'm a good old boy, so I remember 17.5% mortgage mm-hmm. rate. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not so, quite as good, but I'm an old boy. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you. So if you had bought your house five years ago, and now you come to renew your mortgage, the value of your home has gone up. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's the only positive. Yes, At least that's the one positive that some a homeowner can hang on to is yes. the fact that They've built some equity in their home that they didn't anticipate they would build this much equity. But now the the off the offset to that is that now their payments unfortunately are gonna go up on a renewal could because they their change interest rates. Their, going if up. you had a twenty five year mortgage yep. five years ago, can yep. you still keep a twenty five year mortgage? Well, um so some some banks uh will do it, but they'll charge you administrative costs because they have to re register the mortgage for twenty five years. It all depends on the type of mortgage. If you're in a standard mortgage then they have to charge a fee to re-register it. If you're in a collateral mortgage, and TD Bank is one of the banks that every single one of their mortgages is collateral, then they'll do it. But I'll tell you, if you go to the branch, some branch people don't understand the way the policy works, and they tell people no, even though they could do it because they've registered a collateral mortgage, which what that means is that there's no end, end period to it. Uh, is you know, there possible to get a mortgage where you just pay the interest? Uh, well, that would be a home equity line of credit, which there's some rules coming in on that too, uh, changes coming uh, towards the end of this year. But the only one that's reverse interest mortgage. only, uh, yeah. well, reverse mortgages, again, a reverse mortgage is different because a reverse mortgage goes up, in your mortgage balance increases every month as opposed to a traditional mortgage decreases Yeah, but that's when you're only paying the interest, right? You, well, and the num- You are, but it's being added to the mortgage, so you're not making any payments. A reverse mortgage means you make no payments, and basically your your mortgage balance just appreciates every month. The number of people who are foreclosing on their mortgage is very low. Very low. So far. Yeah, very low. I had a meeting with default insurer earlier this week, and and they have not seen a change in 90-day delinquencies. Where they've seen a change is 30-day delinquencies have gone up, but still well below average. And again, they, they they go out of the way. These default insurers go out of the way to take all the data in. And they really, really, really believe. And they talk to OSFI and they let OSFI know Canadians will sell their cars. Yes. Canadians will give up everything before they miss yeah. mortgage payments. Their mortgage payment is the most critical thing that they focus well, on. the airlines so. are full, maybe people could cook at home. Well, I think we're going to start to see that. I think it's slow coming. But like we said at the beginning of the show, I think people got into habits of doing mm-hmm. things because they were locked up for, during covid and, and they got into some of these habits, and it's going to take a little while for them to break these habits. Well, there's no recession when 30,000 people show up at Blues Festival. Well, again, Blues Festival isn't that expensive, and it's a way out for people. So yeah, you got to um, do something. Yep. Yeah. Thanks, Ron. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, if you don't go to Blues Fest, then y'all is good. Well, listen, <laughs> listen, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what I have seen at Blues Fest that I've never seen before. That's the nice. amount of people that are sitting standing on Boot Street that don't listen, pay to get in. That's right. But at least they get to go there for free and yeah. just listen to it. And they bring their chairs, chairs and they just sit whole... there. But they don't they don't necessarily have to see the artists yeah, and yeah. be close. They're yeah. happy to be outside Boot Street and just listen to the music. So mm. so we're seeing a an an increase in that for sure. All right. What happens do you think, Dora, in the next month or two? Are people gonna sit on properties for a while now? 
uh, sit down properties, meaning the properties on the market. Yeah, are they? I think so. I mean, I think that we will see a resurgence. There's always there's a lot of activity before you know the the school calendar, so to speak. A lot of real estate does go through seasonality and and does fall in line with the school calendar. So that people don't freak out. <clears throat> what should we expect in the next three weeks to a month? Just patience. Please just it'll expect – it'll be slower for sure. Um, there is some uncertainty. There are some first-time buyers that are coming out of the market. So then the people that are moving from one house to another are now don't have the buyers for their own houses. So they're maybe not transitioning as much. It'll be slower. But the the, the prices of the home of homes in Ottawa are, are pretty steady. Like we're, mm. we're a very, very – solid market. There's not a lot of ups and downs and we've seen some decreases, but really, you know. I think the last two years, biggest blip ever. Yeah, absolutely. Like we, we were very consistent. We're very, very strong. And we've had, you know, we had very high highs and we had some strong, like large decreases with all of the interest rate hikes last year, but we've rebounded. And will we get back to the average sale price that we had last year at the end of this year? Perhaps, right? But I, I don't, I don't foresee it. Um, but I don't think we're going to be that far off. I feel for first-time home buyers. I do. I feel for first-time home buyers, and I feel for people who are renting, who are thinking they may get into the market. So the rents in Ottawa have gone up <laughs> by like I don't even average like rent 10. in Ottawa for one bedroom is almost two thousand, and for a two bedroom, it's almost twenty five hundred dollars. Oh, which is, I mean, and that's where we're seeing a lot of people maybe moving in with roommates, moving in with whatever. So how and, do you save? Well, that's exactly it. How do you save? Uh, how? How do you even survive? There was a story in yeah. uh, one of the papers this week, a, a gentleman from Vancouver who's a single dad working oh, at yes, TELUS making $75,000 yeah. and he can't find an apartment because yeah. what he brings in after taxes, after everything yeah. else, he can't afford to find the property for yeah. him and his son to live in. Yeah. You want a one bedroom in Vancouver, 2500 yeah. bucks. Yeah. A two bedroom, $3,300. That's his point. No, yeah. sorry, $3,800. Yes, that's his point, yeah. $3,800, but... Yeah. He makes seventy five thousand, which is a decent income yeah. for yeah. for a single yeah. person. Yeah, not even close to being able to afford that apartment. But and I think sort of back to you know Canadians making housing their priority and making their mortgage payments. The alternative is you're if you're going to rent, you're probably going to have higher payments than you have on on your, on, house. On your yeah. house. And so if it's a cash flow issue, it's not going to solve that. If there's equity in your home and you can pull that, then that's a little bit different. But it's the, the rents are out. Are, are 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 very very high, and I you know what? It's people. not horrible for people that are renewing mortgages now compared to what they had five years ago. Where we're going to be in trouble is two years. From That's now. right. Mm-hmm. Two years from now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Then what happens? Yeah. And then what happens? Agreed. Well, I think they. I mean, there half there has to be some adjustment in in prime rate because we'll have a whole slew of people who purchase homes at you know one point eight percent or one point nine percent, and then what? Yeah, and they're going to go to five. I don't think That's so. That's right. Yeah. Five two one talk five two one eight two five five. We'll be right back. We return to Open House, the Real Estate and Mortgage Show on News Talk five eighty CFRA. Welcome back to the show, mid July. Yep. Is there a better time of the year? Oh, it's so so beautiful in our city. Yes. It, it is, is so beautiful in and our homes city. are showing so well. They are the the grass is still green, the flowers are out. Homes have to show well right now, right? Homes have to show well right now. Um, the days of you know putting up a house that hasn't had attention in a long time for sale and hoping somebody buys it, I think those days are long gone. Uh, 
that they There's spruce no such up thing as long gone. Long gone today means <laughs> long gone be today. A week or two. <laughs> That's right. Next week, next week we'll have a different story. Um, stay tuned. But Tiff uh, gave new meaning to a long, long time. That's he right. Really did. Yeah. No, yeah. it's uh, it, it's really important to have your house uh, uh, gleaming. It's important to work with someone who can help you and give you advice on what to do and how to do it and and before you list before you list absolutely before you list because repairs maintenance some paint decluttering opening of the blinds washing the windows really really making the house and first impressions are so key right now they really are first impressions in person and first impressions online with photography and and advertising and everything and some things don't cost a lot of money no they don't no they don't but it's work and time and I think that that's where I'm seeing, at least with some of my sellers, is time and and work are are a scarce resource. Oh, really? Yeah. They don't want to do it? No, no. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I think everybody's busy and everybody wants, uh, I don't know, just- Renovations uh, are expensive, well, though, and they're stressful. Expensive. They're so stressful. stressful. But you don't have to renovate is what I'm saying, necessarily. You can just, uh-huh. you can spruce up the place. There are things that Dora can tell you that you don't that's even right. realize because you've lived there. That's right. Put lemons. Yeah. Just put lemons in your That's kitchen. right. <laughs> There's key, the key, lemons. Paint and lemons. Yep. <laughs> uh, let's quickly go to the phone and say hello to Connor. Hello, Connor. Hi there. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got yeah. you. Great. Um, I have a question about something Frank said earlier when you responded to the last caller. Um, I'm with, with TD, and you mentioned that it's collateral mortgages. Now, you've said in the show before that when your mortgage renews, you have to bring it in line with your original amortization. And um, what I'm wondering is, um, when my term is up, I started with 30, and I, in theory, should be at 25. Um, but is would TD let me go back up to 30 without having to requalify, or will I have to go through the whole approval process and everything again? That's a great question. So every bank does it differently. I don't know what TD's policies are, but I can tell you that there's they're looking at this very, very hard right now because of the difference that Canadians are going to see when it comes to renewal time and the interest rates if things don't change. So uh, I believe that OSFI is going to give the green light to banks to say if 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 it means that Canadians get to stay in their homes, I think you should pro- aggressively promote the fact that you can bring their amortizations back up to the original amortization that they had because the last thing they need is a whole bunch of Canadians not being able to afford their mortgages and now we're going to have an influx of properties on the market and that's really going to hurt the economy. Not to mention the fact that it's un-Canadian like, like the Canadian way is to keep Canadians in their homes. So, um, uh, but again, that's, it, it's a never changing. Uh, what we're seeing is the policies are changing and OSFI is very, very strict in what they do. And that's why, you know, you're going to see the line of credit rules change, home equity line of credit rules change towards the end of this year. Uh, we're going to see those changes come out. And I also think that they're really aggressively looking at that static mortgage payment on variable rate mortgages. We're probably looking at more changes in the next year than ever, right? Uh, I think so. And again, they have to be adaptable. So they have mm-hmm. to be able to adapt to what's going on in the market. So they were they were doing that, you know, during the peak when properties were going crazy, they changed the qualifying rate. You know, they did some they made some changes to try and keep the market intact. But uh right now they're 
they are taking some criticism because it's so difficult for first-time homebuyers to get into homes. So that's a criticism they're taking right now. Birthdays. Yeah, I've got a few. Uh, uh, my wife, my beautiful wife, Kathy, celebrated her birthday this Thursday. Uh, family, friends, Christina Mariano and Michael Sousa celebrated their birthday yesterday. And uh, Kathy McDonald from our uh, uh, from Mortgage Brokers Ottawa also celebrated her birthday this week. And then I was blessed and had the pleasure uh, in Mortgage Brokers Ottawa and Advanced Mortgage Investment Corporation were the major sponsor for the Villa Marconi Golf Tournament that happened yesterday. And uh, they raised north of $30,000 wow. for Villa Marconi. So uh, the volunteers at the Villa Marconi and the golf committee, fantastic job. It was a great day all around. Fantastic. Dora, what you got? Uh, not too well, much. Well, Dora's birthday. So Dora's, Dora's yeah. birthday. Dora. Yeah. Now, Dora's putting kids through school, so yeah, we need to get what, her some business. How do we get a hold of you to list, Dora? <laughs> University, yep, not yeah. cheap. Yeah, Dora at uh, paulrushforth.com. <laughs> Have a anyway, great week, everybody. Uh, and Take please care, continue everybody. to support local businesses and charities. Okay. Bye-bye.